so it's been a month, maybe two months since we've been together, Ben. But mm-hmm. how have you been? That's that was three Bens in a row there. That's impressive. Yeah, I've been great. I think the transition, I, I really am one of those people that enjoys the reflection at the end of one year and the anticipation at the beginning of the new year. Uh, I know some people might uh, not feel the same way, but I, I really am energized by it. Just It feels like a fresh start, turning a blank page. Yeah, I am as well. And I, I was even thinking about this the other day. It, I'm sure it's true in other places, but in Florida, it's harder to tell it's winter. Mm-hmm. But regardless of what the weather is, it really isn't Nothing really changes from the last week of December to the first week of January. Everything right. still kind of looks the same. If it's cold, it's still cold. If it's sunny, it's still sunny. Mm-hmm. There's just sort of weird, the psychological effect of turning the new page in a calendar, mm-hmm. if you physically do that, or just, you know, all of a sudden it's 2022. Yep. I had a lot, it, I don't know if other people experienced this. I had a lot of flashbacks to 2020. Mm. That just a sense of like 2021, there was, it was very difficult to be optimistic starting <laughs> the new year. We mm-hmm. were... Tired. Not really sure where COVID was going. It, it, 2020 was a year everyone wanted to sort of put behind them. Uh-huh. Some political things happened at the beginning of 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which seems forever ago. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, it was literally just a year ago. Yep. Um, but in 2022, it, 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 there was this, I remember feeling very similar to the way I felt at the beginning of 2020, which was, mm. again, feels like way longer than two years ago. Yeah, that's right. Some some optimism, maybe? Some, yeah, just some like, oh, you know. I you think can look up towards the horizon. Yeah, well, yeah. and, and along the lines of good news, this is our 100th episode of this podcast. Yes, it is. And that's, uh, to be honest, that's in part why it's been so long, because we're like, we can't just put anything out for that's the 100th right. episode. We gotta, it's got to be something good. Uh-huh. It's got to be sort of retrospective, prospective. Let's look back. Let's look ahead. And it just took us a while to kind of figure things out of that's what that right. might look like. So. Yeah, this is a, a centennial of sorts. It is. For, for the New City Equip podcast. Yeah, and it's hard to believe. I mean, I guess it's not hard to believe it was 100 episodes. So I went back. <clears throat> and I looked at uh, the very first episode I think we did on this feed was mm. an introduction to the Psalms, which mm. is fitting. And that yeah. was at the beginning of our CBR Bible Introduction Project, which mm-hmm. was this initiative we launched in the summer of 2019 that we were going to, as we went through CBR books, we would release an episode that was kind of an introductory conversation. Um, the the technical term that we use in you know podcasting and blogging and other things is we wanted them to be evergreen, mm-hmm. to be these things that like every time we restart the Psalms, you'll listen to that podcast. Mm-hmm. My guess is we restarted the Psalms a few weeks ago. I don't know how many people went back and like scrolled all the way to the bottom of their feed and like, oh, I want to listen to the Psalms intro again. Right. <laughs> Uh, And so we've, over time, I think that was a useful practice for us. We hope it was beneficial to listeners to hear uh, pastors and staff talk about what they're reading in CBR, talk about a book before we get into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we just haven't been doing that for a while, mainly because we we did, I believe we finished the New Testament. We got all the books and Mm -hmm. we finished most of the Old Testament. I promise we did not stop doing them because we got to the minor prophets and just didn't feel like getting into the ins What do we and outs do with of, Obadiah? Yeah. Like, a, <laughs> honestly, I mean, Obadiah would have been a weird one because whatever podcast we recorded as an intro would have been longer than it would take to, <laughs> to read, read the book. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, but we will come back to the prophets eventually, but mm-hmm. we've focused on other things. We've done how to read the Bible episodes, mm-hmm. which were sort of about CBR as a whole. We'd pick chapters from the week. That's right. Um, we've done interviews. We've done some um, parallel sermon resources. Mm-hmm. Just things all with sorts our learning community on anxiety. Yeah, the did. big thing last fall. So, I thought it'd be interesting. We'll do two things today in our podcast. We'll look back at what our top 10 
episodes were, mm-hmm. what seems like garnered the most interest. Uh, and then we'll kind of introduce what we're going to be doing this spring. So That's great. Um, let's see. So let's go back. Interestingly, the number 10 episode was our intro to Romans. Nice. Which is very providential that we're about to start Romans in right. February Yeah, as a sermon series. So that was our Romans. It actually two, 10 and 9. Uh, 10 was Romans. 9 was John, mm. the intro to both of those books. Um, those will, some of those will, there'll be a few more of those, but I'll kind of focus more on the things that were different. So mm-hmm. number eight, this was a podcast you did. It was the conversation with Mark Knoll and Erwin Ince. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. About, uh, the Bible and how it was used to during the civil war and in American history regarding race and things like that. That was a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right after that was, uh, I think it's the only one. Yeah. This is our only how to read the Bible. It was on there, and it was Revelation 12. I don't know if you remember that one. <laughs> well, it's funny that it's Revelation because everybody gets to Revelation. They're like, what do I do with beasts and you know prostitutes and animals coming out of the water with heads and all the yeah. things going on? So, Yeah, so Revelation 12. I'm trying to think what else we did with Revelation 12. I know we probably talked about um, it's, depi- it's depicting a war in heaven, a Star mm. War, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, Star Wars. Wars. The first Star Wars. The first Star Wars. Um, <laughs> and some interpretive things there. I think we paired it with the Old Testament passage at the time. But anyways, that's the number seven one. Mm. Number six was our intro to Genesis. Nice. Um, and then number five actually goes with, you, you recorded this right around the time of number eight. It's the one-on-one interview. Well, I guess it wasn't one-on-one with Erwin Entz. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit about his book that I think had just come out. He had yeah. come here and preached. And That's right. Was it you and Damien or was it just... Yeah, I don't remember actually. Uh, I think it was Damien was on there too. And uh, yeah, it was about his book, The Beautiful Community, which was great. And, and the way in which he um, unpacks the the vision that God has for a diverse and unified body of Christ. And so I remember that. It was really, really good to speak with Dr. Ince about it. Yeah, so those are both, the one with that and the one with Mark Knoll did really well. And then actually number four was one from this past fall. It was our first one on following Jesus with anxiety. Mm. So the the week one recap where we talked about values Mm -hmm. was the number four listen to. You know what's cool about that episode is I actually posted that. So I'm a part of a of a professional organization for the type of psychotherapy that I practice. It's called the ACBS, um, okay. Association of Contextual Behavioral Science. <laughs> and so nice. I actually posted that episode on a forum. And now it's important to note, like this isn't a Christian organization. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a scientific organization, but I'm a member of it. And so I posted it on there and said, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm a pastor, I'm a psychotherapist, wanted to say, I'm, I'm trying to integrate and make sense of uh, act in light of theology. And, and I actually got an immense amount of positive feedback from other people in this scientific organization that I belong to. Oh, so wow. so it's really interesting. So some of those views, I think, uh, or listens, I should say, are probably from that, which is really fascinating. It's got to be a lot from that, because the, the one that comes right next, right next after that. That's a very awkward wording, but we're going to keep it <laughs> Number in there. three? Number three is that Psalms intro that I already mentioned. So okay. the very first episode wow. uh, just narrowly beats that out. But I would think, well, the very first episode has been on there for a while. It's kind yeah. of had time. So one from just a few months ago uh-huh. um, almost beat it out. The The number two is actually our highest rated Bible intro um, project podcast. I'll give you one guess what book it is. Mm. Uh, well, it's not Obadiah. It's not Obadiah because we never got that one. <laughs> um, goodness, that's a great... I don't even know. Uh, one of the Gospels? 
You would think, but no. Which what's what's the intriguing one that's it's people are going to tune in? <laughs> Leviticus. <laughs> no. I don't know. No, it's Revelation. Yeah, of course. Yeah, number number two are, are the one most listened to. So Psalms because we're really about the Psalms, and that's then Revelation. Right. I think it was the intrigue factor. That's like, so good. What's up with this one? <laughs> yeah. um, and then just narrowly beating it out is our number one of all time, which is not a surprise if you look through our list of episodes. It was the interview with Tim Keller. Mm. Well, who? Yeah, uh, he's a he's a pastor. Yeah, everybody's and, favorite yeah, pastor. Everyone, the, yeah, the Presbyterian great. Pope, as some people would say. Uh-huh, that's appropriate title. So he was our number one of all time. I don't, I wasn't involved with that one. I think he was he was here for something else, and we just man. Or no, he wasn't even here. I think yeah. it was just a phone in. Yeah, with Damien. Yeah, that's so great. Damien worked that out for us, and that was our number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's somewhat surprising to me that of the of the ones that we've produced in house, Revelation was yeah the number one because yeah. I don't think we've had any sermons. So on Revelation, maybe. Right, right. Not necessarily intentionally. No, we stay away from Revelation yeah, on purpose. Because right. <laughs> it can be a whack nose. You can make it say whatever you want it to. That's true. Or that's at least true. people think that's the way that you can True, that. true. Uh, that's so, good, Nate. Well, it's super helpful to see um, what people find u- useful and, and important and significant in mm. all of these podcasts that we've done. And um, especially, as you noted, some of the ones that are more recent that have gotten as many listens as some of the older ones and things like that. So... Um, so as we turn towards uh, the future, the next 100,000 episodes, just oh, kidding. Wow. <laughs> as we turn to the next, uh, the, this, this next chapter in the Equip podcast, um, what are some of the things that, that are on the horizon? So I think we're going to, we, you and I were just talking about this off air, but we're trying to pick up some threads of things we had been doing and sort of think about what's the future look like. And um, we've dabbled in doing common rhythm things. Mm-hmm. We've, we've done some interviews about how I do the common rhythm. We've gotten a few of those in. I think we've done one deep dive on a practice maybe. And mm-hmm. I think it was, it was either feasting or fasting, mm-hmm. but we had a sermon series over the summer where we did some, some deeper, deeper looks at some of these practices. Um, and then you recently preached a sermon right at the end of the year, a day after Christmas, that mm-hmm. was kind of a rundown of some ways we've tweaked the common rhythm going into 2022. Mm-hmm. So for the short term, we're going to do two things on this feed, probably between now and Easter, is we're going to do a deep dive on each of the practices as they now stand with their new language. Mm-hmm. A couple of them have a different name, different intent behind it. So we really want to unpack that. We may be able to fit in some interviews. Um, to be honest, I'll put a plug in right here. If you're listening to this and you've listened to this regularly mm-hmm. and you practice the common rhythm and you wouldn't be totally uncomfortable talking about it on a on the record, uh, we would love to interview you for um, for this podcast sometime yeah, down the road. So that's we're going to kind of double down on common rhythm, what it looks like. Um, and, and what we mean by that is it would be really great to have uh, – uh, it's helpful to hear the stories of how people actually practice the common rhythm. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember sitting down with uh, some of our people and and hearing the ways in which they just have a, a, a Siri reminder on their phone uh, to to bless on a daily basis, and and some of the stories that they've told me about how they've reached out. Somebody sent somebody a text and said, hey, I'm praying for you this morning. And that person said, wow, I'm on my way to a really uh, anxiety-producing meeting right now. So this means a lot to me. And and there's this sense of, um, you know, I've, I've talked about the, the two chairs that you can sit in that Francis Schaeffer talks about, the, the one that uh, is the naturalist chair that only sees uh, the world as if it can be measured, right? See, taste, touch, smell, those things. Mm. But then Christians are called to sit in the 
what you could call the supernaturalist chair, which really believes that God's at work present tense in our lives, uh, that there's the seen world and the unseen world. And so you could say, well, a cynical approach to that would be, well, yeah, that was a, a coincidence. Um, or you could take William Temple's approach where he said, um, when I pray, coincidences happen. When I don't, they don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. In other words, yeah, it's not a coincidence. It's like the Holy Spirit actually led that person to reach out and send a text on a time when it would actually be really meaningful to somebody as they're going to a difficult meeting. And so those stories abound in our congregation. And so hearing you and I talk and wax eloquent about the common rhythm is is its own thing. Mm-hmm. But then to hear other people, how they're integrating this into their lives as um, employees, employers, as students, as, you know, uh, moms and dads and, and children and uh, friends and, and all the ways in which we're all these vocations that we have uh, and to hear how the common rhythm really is weaving together a common life for the common love. That's what we'd love to continue exploring together because uh, it's inspiring and it's instructive. It's helpful to learn from each other in this way. So this is just another appeal to say, hey, if you've got stories about how you practice the common rhythm, we'd love to hear those and uh, and record a conversation with you about it. Yeah. And even to, to put a finer point on it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean if, if you wanted to come talk to us about common rhythm, um, it may just be me and you and a microphone out outside somewhere i can come to you it's not you have to come down to this professional studio and sit in front of the microphone with although if you do we have a makeup guy that will get you all prettied up right yeah, for, for your voice for, for the audience, <laughs> for yeah. the audience. that's right <laughs> you gotta look good for the, for the <laughs> recording let the listener understand that was a joke <laughs> yeah it's it, it's it may just be that you over time you've gotten really good at a specific practice like you have you have a well-oiled Bible reading thing that you do. Mm-hmm. Like in my case, I've, I, I have one, it's not actually CBR. I've kind of integrated the CBR reading into it, but, and we've talked about it on this feed mm-hmm. before. It's the McShane plan where it's four chapters a day. Yeah. Um, and I'm able to link different things that I would like to study in a little more detail to one of those chapters rather than all four of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've tried to do different things and it's just, that just keeps I just keep drifting back to that, and that, yeah. that's what works. Um, we've had um, conversations about fasting is mm-hmm. kind of in the back of my mind. Of There's people who fasting is a foreign concept, and they've never even thought about it, much less attempted it. And there's other people that they've been practicing it in one way or another for years. Mm-hmm. Um, the reach out thing, I think, maybe comes more naturally to mm-hmm. some people. Uh, the feasting piece is, yeah, we do this. I think you've brought up in a sermon illustration, if I remember mm-hmm. right, about some people in congregation that they, they have a... A fourth chair. A fourth chair yeah. is, is their so version cool. of feasting. And so it doesn't even necessarily mean if you come, you need to come talk about all eight practices mm-hmm. and here's what I do for each one. It may just be like, here's how what's helped me grow in this one particular practice over mm-hmm. the past six months or so two helpful. months or something like that. Yeah, I love that. So besides the common rhythm, some of the other things that we'll be using the podcast for are, uh, we've always used it for sermon support. Mm-hmm. In other words, um, there's ways in which uh, our our philosophy of preaching on Sunday mornings, um, we don't get into a deep dive on like four verses and go like very slowly through a book, um, whereas some... Pa- preachers that we both love and know will take like seven or eight years to get through Romans, we're going to do the first half in 17 weeks, right? And so that's a different approach. So there's a lot that we don't get to do 
the kind of deep dive analytical dissection uh, of the text that we would we would love to do because it's so it's so fascinating and um, and so this podcast actually has always helped support our sermon series by saying hey what does Paul mean here or what did Moses mean here in Genesis or what's really going on here and we have um, experts that we can bring in and have conversations with and on these topics. Um, another thing is, is that Nate, you and I are nerds and we're constantly, <laughs> we're oh, we'll, con- we'll own it. We'll own it. That's right. Well, it's, it's fashionable to own it now. Uh, there was a time when you couldn't. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a thing. Uh, but you and I have constant, uh, are constantly reading, uh, different books on different topics, um, pretty broad range. And, and so we have really fruitful conversations about these books offline and we're thinking, hey, some of these books would actually be really helpful for our congregation to have uh, some exposure to. Mm-hmm. And so increasingly, we'll probably de- be discussing books that we think are particularly uh, poignant and helpful for our congregation at this point in time uh, that we've read. And so... Um, uh, other things are just various ways in which we want to tell stories of things that are going on in our congregation. Um, uh, we've done this time tomorrow morning on, uh, or this time tomorrow on Sunday mornings. And so uh, ways in which we might be able to hear how people are following Jesus in all of life um, through this podcast in our congregation. Yeah. I think, I mean, you brought up the following Jesus in all of life, and we've really doubled down on that over this last year of follow me as I follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. All of us need all of Jesus for all of life. So there's a sense in which what we we want this podcast feed to contribute to that in very specific ways. Initially, it was it, it almost felt like it was purely biblical theological literacy was what mm-hmm. we're after. It was just like, hey, we don't have time for this theological tangent on Sunday mornings, so we'll put it in a podcast or uh-huh. let's talk about CBR. And it was really narrowly just those two things. But as you saw in our top 10 list, those two things did feature, but as we deviated away from those two more gospel fluency as we're following Jesus with anxiety or mm-hmm. missional living as we're interviewing Erwin Entz, those things are needed as well. And they're mm-hmm. part of our educational initiatives here at New City. It's not just Bible theology. It's Bible theology, but it's also applied Bible theology mm-hmm. to your personal life. And then it's Bible and theology on the go in this yes. missional living piece. And so we, we're really trying to stay coherent. We Mm -hmm. don't want to just scattershot and just record whatever feels like it needs to happen. Mm -hmm. But we also want to broaden what we do here so that it hits all of our targets, which we really have three targets that I just mentioned. Yeah, that's so great. Well, and and just to recap, uh, what we learned in the first hundred episodes is that uh, there's a real a need for things like biblical literacy, for missional living, for uh, even understanding how we are whole persons and how the gospel actually forms us uh, and and helps us and, and we develop gospel fluency. Um, and so we, we know that that's true from these first hundred episodes, and we're turning towards the next hundred, you could say, uh, with a vision for how this Equip podcast is going to continue to support our people. Um, really, in those two sentences that we've said are so significant to us. First, that all of us need all of Jesus for all of life. And second, that we want to see everyone be able to say, follow me as I follow Jesus in all of life. Yeah. So with that in mind, uh, the next thing we'll probably do is we'll do a, a, a overview of the new iteration of Common Rhythm, which That's is not great. radically different. It's mm-hmm. just been refined at points. It's still four weekly practices, four daily practices. A lot of them can be stacked together. So it's mm-hmm. not like four separate things you got to do every week or four separate things you got to do every day. Mm-hmm. Um, they really can and should, I think, be done in community and should overlap in significant ways. And That's so we'll right. talk about that in our next episode. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Thank you.